Missionary Enterprise, Missionary Aid International once again. Now this time we're in association with Jahanian Christian Fellowship. Uh, we are in Jahanian, Kawinwal, Punjab, Pakistan. And I really enjoyed doing this teaching even though it didn't go that well. But my interpreter, a young lady, a uh, young Christian evangelist, uh, she understood my English really well. And uh, you could tell when she was interpreting, she had no hesitation in uh, sharing what, what I had said first in English. Uh, this is online, of course, they're just using a cell phone, a smartphone. So, but it went well, and uh, I thought she did great. And um, a lot of potential for a lot of these young um, Christians from Pakistan. So anyhow, uh, key topic, she had asked me, I had asked her, uh, what do you want me to teach on? So basically she had said, you know, well, we, the Christians, what to, how to grow, got to grow up, you know? So I thought that was a great subject. And of course, uh, the first word that came to my mind was the word sanctification. So that's what the key topic is today. It's going to be kind of short. Uh, sanctification or how to grow up as a Christian. All right. So I wrote here, most Christians don't realize that they need to go from being children of God to sons of God. A lot, that's, that concept is hardly in the, in, in the, the church, uh, even though we hear the, the term sons of God, we don't hear about how to go, how to do that transition, which is a process, right? Romans 8.14 is a huge one regarding uh, what it looks like to become a son of God, one of God's sons. Uh, to be led by the Spirit in all things, right? Habitually led by the Spirit, which is not the case for children of God. Most children of God, they don't, they're not led by the Spirit. They're led by their flesh because they've not learned how to put off the old man. The word sons in the Greek has no gender meaning, no male, no female, no sons and daughters, right? All right. So, I meaning there is sons and daughters. There is male and female in the word sons, all right? So it is God the Father's perfect will for each one of his sons and daughters to be led by his spirit in everything that we say and do. And we are so far from that, even myself. I mean, I've got a long way to go, but I'm going. And the overall church is nowhere near uh, toward, heading towards that direction. And that's what, why we need a reformation. So I just wanna look at three key words here from the original regarding this word sanctification. The first one is hegizo, hegiezo. It's strong number 37. It means to make holy, consecrate, sanctify, treat as holy, set apart as holy, sanctify, purify. Next one is number 38, strong number 38. It's hegiesmo. It's uh, consecration, sanctification, the process, the process of making or becoming holy, see? Uh, set apart holiness and then of course we got the key word here is the word hagios number 40 strong number 40 hagios sacred holy set apart by god and for god and this word hagios is used many times for uh that we're holy blameless in his sight in god's sight but it's also the same word used for the holy spirit all right so the moment you are born again. It is our human spirit that got saved, that got regenerated, that got sanctified. Your human spirit was sanctified, set apart, but this is not the case when it comes to the soul, all right, which is where you get into what is called progressive sanctification. I don't think I've ever done a teaching on sanctification. I'm glad I did this for them, which we will look at shortly because of 1 Thessalonians 5.23, all right, spirit, soul, and body. 
the human body is not the real me, all right, or the real you, uh, or, or meaning the real me and you is invisible to us, but not to God nor to the devil, all right? So the devil doesn't know the, the content of our heart, but he sees our spirit, he has to. He's a spiritual being, all right? And he knows that, that, that we got the new nature. He knows that's what he looks at more than anything else. Uh, God is spirit, John 4, 24, which is why God created us in his image and likeness. That's the part of us because God is spirit. Genesis 1, 27, spirit and then soul and gave us a body to get around upon this earth. The human body is the vehicle used by us, by human beings, uh, to communicate, to travel, to get things done. Apart of the human body, the spirit and the soul can get nothing done. Zero. All right? That's why we need a glorified body when we get into heaven as well as into hell. Uh, once our spirit gets saved, our soul also needs to get saved. James 1.21, I've taught a lot on that. Also called sanctified, set apart as our spirit was sanctified first. Our, new, our spirit got set apart when God gave us a new nature. And this is why we call it progressive sanctification, since mind renewal, Romans 12 to uh, uh, Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, is a work in progress because of how the soul, the mind works and functions. All right? So let's look at some three key verses on what I call salvific sanctification. <laughs> I don't even know if that's right, but anyway, I love the word salvific. Or sanctification that saves, all right? So 1 Corinthians 1.30, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, our righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So Jesus is our sanctification, all right, based upon the work at the cross when it comes to our salvation, our initial salvation, all right? Another one is 1 Corinthians 6, 11, and such were some of you, but, like my mom said, there's always a but, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus uh, and by the Spirit of God. The part of us that was initially sanctified by the Spirit of God was our spirit. The Spirit is a sanctifier, meaning he's the one that sanctifies our human spirit. That's right, so that he can come in there and dwell in there afterwards, all right? He can't dwell in there before that. you got to be kidding. He's holy, so he's got to make our spirit holy, blameless, beyond reproach. That's what it says in Colossians and Ephesians. Jude 1, I love this one. Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, a brother of James, to those who are called, dearly loved by God the Father, and separated, set apart, Amplified, I added the word sanctified, it's the same word, and kept for Jesus Christ. Very important here, sanctified and kept for. We are sanctified, set apart, as well as protected, guarded, kept for one person only, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's the one who died for us. He's our substitute, right? Let's look at some verses here concerning progressive sanctification or how we need to grow in our sanctification, all right? So, of course, I'm leaving a lot of things out. This is like a, just an overall teaching on sanctification. One of the main definitions for sanctify or sanctification has to do with being set apart, as in set apart from the world, Romans 12, 2. We are in the world, but not a part of it, or we're not of it, all right? John 17, 16, Colossians 3, 2, all right? 
So let's look at John 17, 17. Jesus said, sanctify them by your truth. He's talking to the Father. Your word is truth. So the note here is the truth of God's word will always set you apart. Of course, because the word of God is, is set apart from every other word that's out there in the world. From the world, because most of the world does not have the truth when it comes to God. The written word of God is the primary source of God, of God, for God to sanctify your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions by sowing, planting the word through much meditation and confession of his word. Uh, parables of the sower, a perfect example of that. Uh, Psalm 113 in the Old Testament, always trying to bring in parallels. Our minds need to be sanctified through much mind renewal, Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. Wow. It's the only way you're going to put off the old man, plus a lot of fasting too, of course. And this will take work, 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 work. Boy, I know all about that time and effort. Romans 15, 16, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So see, like I've said before, the Holy Spirit is the primary sanctifier. He's the primary, but the Holy Spirit always works alongside the written word and, of course, the revealed word. But the revealed word has to come first from the written word, all right? And I need to teach on that. I got to do a teaching on that. A lot of people are seeking revelation apart from the written word. Ooh, that's where you get off. All right. Or from the written word, wrongly divided. Ephesians 5.26, so that he might sanctify her. Who's her? Uh, the, the girl, the, your girlfriend, uh, your neighbor? No, 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 the church. <laughs> Having cleansed her, the church, by the washing of water with the word. There I go. That's what I said. All right, the word is a primary source of sanctification, all right, because the word is truth. No, the church needs to be sanctified. It needs to be what? It needs to take a bath, a real bath, because it stinketh, all right? With the word, parables of the sower, once again, back to what I said about the parables of the sower in John 17, 17. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 4, for this is the will of God, all right, 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 4. Um, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, for that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel, his own body, in sanctification and honor. And this is, this is the problem here. A lot of people don't realize that the human body, this is where we do all of our dirty deeds. That's just the way it is. That's why Paul makes much about the human body in Thessal and uh, Corinthians. Why? Because there's a lot of immorality in the Corinthian church. <laughs> That's why there's a lot of correction. Uh, the, the, the two letters were written for correction, corrective measures because of they, were they were misusing the human body. All right? So I wrote, I, I did a post the other day regarding the plan of salvation is threefold. Uh, salvation for the spirit of man, salvation for the soul of man, but salvation for the body, for the human body, all right? Because God wants to use our bodies in the same way that the devil uses the human body, get his work done, all right? So, this is a big part. You should abstain from sexual immorality. Why? Because sexual immorality is carried out through the human body. That's just the way it works, all right? No, no human body, you couldn't carry it out. 
You know, you could maybe conceive it in your heart, but you couldn't carry it out because the human body is part made up of uh, sexual organs mm, and hands, you know, and we do things, we do bad things with our hands, right? Not just sexually, but I'm just saying, all right? All right, let's move on here. Second Thessalonians 2.13, but we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, uh, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning, from the beginning, chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Here we go again. We've got the Holy Spirit as the main sanctifier and belief in the truth. And we know what he said in John 17, 17, thy word is truth, all right? And it's all about your salvation, all right? It starts with the Holy Spirit, regeneration, the word of God, hearing the word, right? And then after that, you got to keep on going with the Holy Spirit, right? And the word, it's part of the walk of faith. You get saved by faith, then you got to keep on walking by faith. This is all part of it, folks. All right, and I think we're going to wrap it up after this. I told David it was going to be a short one. 2 Timothy 2, 21, 22. This is huge. I got the amplified here. So whoever, 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 women and children don't matter. Women and children, men, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age you are. Uh, the moment you're born again, whoever, so whoever cleanses himself from what is ignoble, unclean, who separates himself from contact with contaminating and corrupting influences, then will then himself or herself be a vessel set apart. There it is. Sanctified set apart and useful for honorable and noble purposes, consecrated and profitable to the master, Jesus Christ, fit and ready for any good work. I love this. Shun. Ah, then he tells us exactly how to do it. Shun youthful lust and flee from them and aim at and pursue righteousness uh, and aim at and pursue faith, love, peace, uh, in fellowship with all Christians who call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. All right, so this is huge for the youth. This is not just for the youth. Obviously, we have a lot of older people that are caught up in in in, uh, in uh, lusts that are youthful. You know, uh, it's not necessarily um, sexual lusts, uh, inordinate desires, but uh, a lot of youth they fall into that trap. It has to do with the music. It has to do with the, you know, the parties, all these different things like that even still to this day. I mean, this has been around for years. And with all of that, you got promiscuity, you've got the drugs, you've got all these different things like that. And it's a, a lot of Christians, a lot of young Christians, they fall into that trap. That's why this is a type of warning. It's, it is a warning. It's not just a type of warning. It is a warning. All right. So let's wrap it up here with 1 Peter 1, 2. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit. There we go again. The Spirit is the main sanctifier, of course, with the whole, with the Word, of course, uh, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, a lot of people they think that apart from the Word, that the Holy Spirit will work in their in the process of sanctification. And no, that's impossible. The Word, the written Word. That's why God gave us this Word, and it has not changed. What He told the early disciples. Uh, over 2,000 years ago, it depends what what calendar you're going by, it's the same for today. And I'm so grateful that Gary's the one who pointed that out once on one of his teaching. 
He said that's why the word doesn't change, so that we can we can build our faith. Imagine if the word changed for every generation. No, it doesn't work that way. You'd have to get a new Bible. You'd have to get this, new teachings. No, it doesn't work like that. It's the same, same, same word. Well, of course, they didn't have the full canon back then, but even though they had the word, and it's the same word that we have in the four Gospels, it's the same thing, the activities of Jesus, what, he, what the word says, what Paul penned by the Spirit, the other apostles, the writers of the epistles, what they wrote back then, what they penned by the Spirit, but the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is for today. And I'm so grateful that, uh, that Gary brought that out. It really made me really cling to the word like never before. So anyhow, we're done. And as I finish my, my videos now, a little bit different, I say walk in the fullness of your sonship uh, by walking in the fullness of the grace of God as well as in the faith of God because it's our, your faith in His grace that enables you to walk in the fullness of your sonship because you got saved by grace, right? You got saved by grace. It's because of His grace that He made salvation available. Now, you have to receive it by faith. But of course, in your salvation, ultimately, it's about restoring back sonship, all right, to mankind. That's what he told me years ago. He says, I've conferred sonship back uh, to mankind. And that's positionally, all right? So thank you. Shalom and amen.